Hello. Hello! Welcome to Sit for a Spell, a podcast where we discuss the lore, the traditions, and modern practices of the occult. Learn alongside us as we explore the many ways the witches of today observe their craft. So grab your book of shadows, light your candles. It's time to sit for a spell. Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome to Sit for a Spell podcast. Jamie's cat's going crazy. Can you hear that in the background? I, I can see it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she is excited for today's podcast. She is. I don't know what she's on, but it's a good one. Well, I told Jess she just pooped. So mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about when she goes to the bathroom. It gives her so much energy. She's relaxed now. She's comfortable. But it's <laughs> great because it's really distracting, but it's great because I can see her going bananas in the background. Yeah. I can just hear chaos in the back. All I hear is just like her slamming against the door and slamming against the wall and slamming. She just, she's she a big cat. She opened the bathroom door a little while ago. Yeah. And she's big. And I don't think she realizes how big she is because she never can like stop herself in time. She runs full speed and then she can't stop because I have like wood floors and then the bathroom is like linoleum. Mm-hmm. She's like one of those cartoons where, like, she runs yeah. and she can't stop. She skids and just slams into everything. <laughs> Jack does that, too. Her house is wood. Yeah. She's so cute, though. She's, she like a little, she's like a little raccoon. She is. She's a monster. She's my baby. That's my Popper Stevie. Baby. So cute. My she's going to be too soon. Up. Too... She's going to be two, my baby. She's the sister of my other cat, Lucy, that disappeared. I think someone stole her. Mm. She's I think so the cutest. Too. I think someone stole her. She's so sweet and pretty. She's so sweet and pretty. Her eyes. Ugh. Yeah. So I think someone stole. Because she used to go to the neighbor house in the back. And she would disappear for like a couple days. And mm-hmm. then come back. But she was always clean and like fed yeah so i think they just kept her (laughs) you should just get like a giant poster like have you seen my cat and just like flop it over the wall put it up (laughs) give my cat back super subtle (laughs) yeah i think you have my cat i was telling james uh, before we started recording i think i'm getting closer to getting my husband to agree to get to a cat not anytime soon like years from now but it's progress. Work, yeah, work him slowly. It would have to be a big cat, like a Maine Coon or something like that. He's they're just so very cute. He just hates the litter boxes. And, like, I know there's a lot of alternatives, which we can look into. But Yeah, I will say because because my cat disappeared, I used to let them both in and out of the house, like, whenever they mm-hmm. wanted. But because Lucy never came home... I stopped letting her sister go out. So we went from them barely ever using the litter box. Like I would clean it maybe once a month, maybe Mm -hmm. to her only strictly using the litter box. And it is a major pain in the ass. I do Mm -hmm. not. That's the part I kind of wish they would still, she would still be able to do, but I'd rather have, have her safe in the house. Yeah. And I it's nice because the, the crows are back <laughs> at my house, <laughs> which I love. Uh, I think if and when, let's be proactive here, we mm-hmm. get a cat, um, 
it would definitely be an indoor cat just because I I have I have anxiety about other people's cats that are outdoor mm-hmm. cats like mm-hmm. that I just see in the neighborhood and I know like yeah. that cat belongs to that house that cat belongs to that house yeah I can't do it it's scary that's just the way we growing up we always had indoor outdoor cats always well, so did like, we. yeah I had cats they never were they were so both. I never I never even thought to like make them strictly indoors and so there's three cats at my house so now they're all indoors mm-hmm. which is nice because like when it's when it's nighttime or it's cold or it's raining you know like mm-hmm. I feel good that I know I know they're in the house I know they're safe like I know she'll yeah. live much longer mm-hmm. and like all that she won't be pooping in people's yards or killing birds or squirrels or whatever I've had three like traumatic experiences with outdoor cats. Like one mm-hmm. a neighbor's outdoor cat caused something with my dog mm-hmm. and then we had two outdoor cats growing up and it, both of those did not end well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I I am glad she's indoor. And she's so spoiled. I started giving her wet food once a day. I started buying her toys. I bought her a little brush. I bought, you know, the fancy litter. And she's She's probably loving it. Look at her lounging. Now she's going to sleep. See, (laughs) she tired herself out. (laughs) That's so cute. We also Um, want another dog. I think it was like, I think it was like two nights ago. My husband just randomly looked over at me and he was like, we could get another dog. And I was like, yeah. no. Yeah, you could. <laughs> I was like, can I have this child first? And like, <laughs> let's do that. Baby's first birthday. You get him a puppy. I know. I want to, we, we really want a basset hound. They're so cute. I know. Or They're a borzoi. Droopy eyes. I would a really what? like a borzoi. Borzoi? I don't mm-hmm. even know what that is. They're very, um, they look I like a... It. Hound with long hair. Borzoi. I'm gonna look it up. Very awkward and kind of like bendy. <laughs> awkward and bendy. Oh yes, I know what these are. <laughs> they are awkward and bendy. They're so cute. But I would, I know, I would want to name. It kind of looks sad. Barbara, just because I think that fits it's adorable. <laughs> but then if we got a borzoi, I might. One, if we got a female Borzoi, I might also want to name her Barbara or Adam. I think his name's Adam because their faces, like when they yawn, you know, Beetlejuice. When, like, mm-hmm. Adam, it's Barbara and Adam, right? I don't remember, but like the couple, yeah, Beetlejuice, it is Adam. They like do like right? the long faces, right? To like try to scare them. I don't know, it reminds me of Borzoi. Yeah, she yells, Adam, she's like, Adam, yeah, Adam. And she's like looking for him. But it always reminds me of that. I always forget that that is Alec Baldwin. Yeah. He's so young. He's so baby. handsome. And Gina Davis looks the same. Mm-hmm. She's, she's like. Doesn't age. So growing up. Because um, I'm very tall. I'm five foot ten. She's I'm a tall. tall. I'm a tall woman. Um. I always, I always like looked up to tall women. <laughs> like <laughs> Gina Davis was like one of those mm-hmm. that I'm like, if she can do it, I can. Do it. <laughs> I don't know what it was I, we were doing, but <laughs> she's Just always been like a role model. 
yeah for me just because just strictly on the fact that she's tall <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> i'm not tall i come up to like jamie's well I'm you're like the average height i'm like five four yeah that's normal but. and i think um <clears throat> i think sigourney weaver is really tall too i don't i don't know she might because be. or maybe i just Probably. imagine her tall because she was the other one that I was like, those were like my female role You're model too. growing up. I knew about Sigourney Weaver. Let me see. I'm going to look it up. I think she's tall. Is Jamie Lee Curtis tall? Because she was another I think one. Jamie Lee Curtis is tall. Let me see. Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver, six feet tall. We'll see. Wow. You go, girl. <laughs> I've never said that in my life. Well, no. Jamie Lee Curtis is 5'7". So that's tall-ish. For a girl, tallish, yeah. I think that's how tall my sister is. But anyway, yeah, hmm. F- tall female role models. <laughs> I don't know tall why. Role models. Yeah, I love Gina Davis. Speaking of female role models, okay? speaking of, here we go. We are starting a little mini series. Totally I guess what we were talking about today. <laughs> You're all, yeah, sure. Speaking of. <laughs> In the back of my head, I was like, what are we talking about today? <laughs> Little did you know that's the perfect segue for what we're doing. It really is. Um, the next couple episodes, we're going to be talking about um, some goddesses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we definitely want to do more. These are just the kind of the first ones that came up to us yeah. when we were planning this like months ago. Um, and I'm doing the Morrigan Mm-hmm. And then and next week you'll hear. I'm gonna say Hecate. That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah. But it's in the American vernacular. I it I my mouth wants to say Hecate. Hecate. It's H E C A T E. Hecate. I always thought it was Hecate. Hecate. And it could be. I don't know. Hecate. We'll find out. I might do a totally different pronunciation when we record that episode. (laughs) True. (laughs) Yes. Also, this Morrigan goddess has a ton of other names, too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Some of them. I literally was, like, looking at pronunciations right now when we were (laughs) about to record. And I already forgot how to say it. So that's what I'm doing. We're just doing like a little mini run of goddesses. And And then I was like doing research and I remembered that like Imbolc is like tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) Today's January 31st. Yeah. We record early. And I was like, well, should have done Bridget. No (laughs) Next year. (laughs) Too late for that. (laughs) We have a lot going on, guys. This wouldn't even come out. It would be late in a while. But <laughs> yeah, that's okay. These are these are uh, fascinating, and um, the Morrigan who are or Morrigan or the Phantom Queen or Morrigan, Morigu, Morrigan, Morrigan. There's all kinds of different. Mm-hmm. Pronun- Every time I clicked a different website, it was a different pronunciation. Yep. So I apologize for any Irish listeners if I butcher some of these um names because i'm sure because i'm i'm an american and that's what we're known for that's what we do i guess (laughs) we're sorry for 
completely dry. Just everything. So here we go. My sources for this, uh, Wikipedia, Mythopedia, occultworld.com, the irishroadtrip.com, otherworldlyoracle.com, and then a an article on pathos.com by John Beckett. Mm. So, who is the Morrigan? So who? she is an Irish and Celtic goddess. Um, she is most known for being a, a goddess of battle and death and war. Mm-hmm. She's also the wife of Dagda, who is the great or good god. And he's also the chief of the Irish ancestral gods. He's mm-hmm. sort of the, like the all father mm-hmm. of Irish mm-hmm. gods. Yeah. Which I think I need to like do a whole thing on him because he seemed pretty interesting too. Yeah. And there's so many Irish gods that are there's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Every time I was like, they would click on, they would mention a name and I would click on it and I'd be like, take a whole half an hour out of my time. <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait, what am I doing here? Backtrack. <laughs> so she was the goddess, or she is the goddess of death, battle, and war. She's also the goddess of prophecy and fate. Mm-hmm. She's most known um, for sharing her prophecies with a select few that she favors, and it's said that she's never been wrong. She is also said to know and see all things, including the end of time and the world. Uh-oh. She is also said to be a shapeshifter which mm-hmm. is like one of the main things about her so yeah. she can appear as a single form as herself mm-hmm. she can appear as what they call a triple goddess which is usually mm-hmm. her and there's some people there's like um talk about two different theories either it's her and two of her sisters or her herself in three different forms, or she is all of her sisters, or, you know, it's Mm -hmm. kind of a mixed uh, opinion as far as that goes. She also can appear as a, yeah. And that's very important because uh, the Trinity is very significant in Celtic and Irish culture. Mm -hmm. So that's a big thing people say about her a lot. She can also appear as a uh, a warrior, a battle-ready warrior, um, an old crone, and various animals, but most often a raven or a crow. Yeah. So I really like this woman, by the way. Like, the more <laughs> I read about her, I was like, yes. Yeah, I know. I was like, I like her. Yeah, I like her a lot. So, um in modern Wicca, she's al- also depicted as the triple goddess in maiden mother crone symbology, symbolism, sim- mm-hmm. symbols, form. Symbols, yeah. forms. So there are a lot, yeah, uh, there are a lot, a lot of stories about the Morrigan. So a big thing about the Morrigan is that she is a shapeshifter. In all of her stories, she changes her form a lot, or at least once. She can appear as just herself in a single form. She can appear as a shapely maiden, a battle-ready warrior queen, an 
old crone, um, various animals, but more often than not a raven or a crow. Mm -hmm. She's also said to appear um, as a triple goddess with the Trinity being very important in Irish and Celtic um, mythology. Mm -hmm. And in modern Wicca, she is sometimes depicted as the triple goddess, but in the maiden mother crone type of form, I guess. Yeah. So there are a lot of stories about the Morrigan, a lot of tales. And um, I'm going to tell you one, which is probably her most famous. Well, Ooh. first, she's the daughter of Emmis, who is a mother goddess. Mm -hmm. She has three sisters and five brothers, all with names I cannot pronounce. So That's I'm okay. not going to try. <laughs> Um, her mother is said to have perished at the first battle of Moitra. And even though her mother did pass away, they did win that battle. At the second battle of Moitra, she was said to have fought off the opposing tribe with only her prowess and a poem. Ooh. And she celebrated that victory with a song and a prophecy of the world ending Quote, when the sea was without bounty and morals decayed. Sounds She's soon. <laughs> right? I thought the same thing. <laughs> I was like, wait, she's talking about global warming, right? She's talking about climate change? <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> oh, no. So she's never wrong, though. So the probably the most famous story about the Morgan is her appearing before the hero of Ulster Cycle, and his name is Chu Cullen. And I looked up how to pronounce that, and I hope it's right, because that's what the website said. Sounds Chu right. Cullen. So she appeared before this hero, before battle, and um, they almost fought until she changed her form and he realized who she was. He kind of apologized and said, like, hey, if I knew it was you, I wouldn't have you know yeah started anything mm -hmm. so then they went their separate ways the battle went on and then there was a break in the battle and she offered herself to him not only as a partner like a battle partner but as mm -hmm. a lover a lover and he refused her <gasps> so she got real mad well yeah so she decided to get her revenge okay she turned herself into an eel Gross. and tried to trip him on the battlefield, but he was able to fight her off. Then she turned herself into a wolf and um, stampeded a, um, a herd of cattle mm -hmm. across the battlefield. Um, and he was able to avoid the cattle and to fight off the wolf. Mm -hmm. He then she, then she transformed herself into a heifer, which is a female cow, and she attacked him as the cows passed, and she, he was able <laughs> to defend himself, not only against the, all the animals, but also the humans that he was fighting. Yeah. And he was able to wound each of the animal forms she took. Mm -hmm. So after the battle, he found himself in the company of an old woman, an old crone, and she had wounds that matched the ones that he had inflicted on all the animals during the battle. Mm -hmm. So the woman offered him a drink. And each time he drank, the, I guess, some sort of meat or tea or something, mm -hmm. he was so grateful that he blessed her for her kindness. 
And each time he blessed her, she was able to heal one of the wounds Mm. that he inflicted upon her. And once she was fully healed, she revealed herself to him again. He was upset by the ruse. He was upset that she was, you know, tricking him. And he told her if he knew that it was her, he never would have given her the blessings. She was upset by this again. Mm -hmm. And she decided to tell him of his impending death in the upcoming battle that he was about to fight. Yeah. So he left to go fight. And during the battle, he was mortally wounded. But he decided that he would not die on his knees, that he would die standing up. So he used his entrails to tie himself up to be held up by a tree to fool his enemies that he was real, like that he was standing, I guess. Yeah. And it wasn't until a crow landed on his shoulder that he finally succumbed to his wounds and she got her revenge. Gross. Yeah. So <laughs> the moral of the story is to do it. <laughs> yeah. She's she always gets her way, basically. Okay. I was like, what is the moral of the story? <laughs> Don't mess with her. <laughs> she will she will make you die. Gross. So, like I said, she is most famous as a war goddess. Mm-hmm. Um she has she's been said to um, instigate or meddle in battle. She basically all the things that I read said that um, there's she has no concept of like minding her own business because anything that captures her interest she considers her business. Like okay, this is there is she there is no she's not part of something. She's yeah a part of everything everything, especially battle, and she is kind of most renowned for giving really good sound battle advice Hmm. and she she advised uh dagda on how to deal with his foes and that's how they met and they fell in love and they got married and she is probably mm, she determines the outcomes of the war she kind of bestows favor onto whichever either a full army or just a warrior that she favors, Mm -hmm. she um, will kind of guide them a little more in the right direction. Yeah. And it's said never to take her favors for granted and that her shriek is deadly. Something that I read is that she is often associated with banshees as well. That... um, Hmm. There was I didn't get to I didn't get to look into it too much, but there was sort of an association between her and banshees as well, and the banshees have that you know the shriek. Yeah, that thing. Interesting. I've never heard that one before. Yeah, neither had I. Well, I mean, I haven't heard most of this anyway. But. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, that is what she's most known for. It's kind of the war and the death and the battle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of that. But she's also known, she also has a softer side to her. Softer side. And we will talk about that after we get back from this break. Okay. Hello, Sit First Spell listeners. 
Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? With everything going on in the world right now, James and I have been feeling the stress and have been experiencing extra anxiety. And we know a lot of you have been feeling the same way, which is why BetterHelp, that's better, H-E-L-P, may be right for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. That's right, Jess. And did you know you can start communicating in under 48 hours? Now, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is actual professional counseling done securely online. There's also a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available to you in your area. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly or video phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if and when you ever need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available, which is huge in the COVID-19 world. That is awesome. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people are using BetterHelp that they're hiring new counselors in all 50 states. Yeah, get on that. Mm -hmm. Get on this too. Special offer for sit for a spell listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash sit for a spell. And we're back. We're back. From break. So before the break, we talked about um, the Morrigan being famous for war and death and mm-hmm. battle mm-hmm. and all that. But there are some historians, some scholars who think she's also kind of... Um, benevolent I guess in a way I don't know if that's the right word but yeah I would say that's the right word that she is more interested in keeping the peace for the sake of the land that she overlooks so she can be associated with animals particularly livestock Uh uh-huh she oversees land a certain land it's uh, livestock and it's citizens and the fact that she does shapeshift so much kind of shows her affinity for living things and animals. Mm-hmm. She, um, some, some believe that she's, her primary concern is the prosperity of her land, being Ireland, and the security of its people and the animal life, the fertility of the land, the welfare of the people, and, and keeping external aggressors from doing anything to harm the land or people on the land. It makes sense because I mean, in the kind of like Irish Celtic history, it was constant, like constant um, tribes, like uh, these Germanic tribes and Celtic tribes and all of these things like fighting over the land. And Mm -hmm. so it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I really liked this um, point of view of mm-hmm. her. And there is some suggestion that she is the manifestation of the Earth Goddess, mm-hmm. and that her main job or duty is to guard her territory and that when she provides military aid or political aid that it's for the good of the land and for its people above like anything else Mm -hmm. so more than being just the goddess of war and the goddess of her um, land and her people she's also the goddess of life and birth and sex so it is said on Samhain, which is um, the beginning of the the, the, dark, the dark half of the year, mm-hmm. that Morgan stands over a river with one foot on either bank to engage in the Great Rite, which is a sacred ritual sex act with Dagda, who again is Ireland's sort of all father. Yeah. Um, that they perform this ritual on the bank or in a river on Samhain to sort of to uh, symbolize like fertility. Yeah. Things like that. Mm -hmm. Which is really cool. I had no idea about that. Not that either. Either. So I just like that there are those other sides to her as well. I think most people know her as, you know, the death goddess and, Mm-hmm. war goddess and things like that but just like all of us she has more than one side to her she's a very busy lady she is yeah she keeps herself busy so some animal symbols that go along with morrigan are obviously the crow she can also be uh, can also show herself as a deer either a doe or a stag a, a this is very uh, specific a white heifer with red ears and no horns. Hmm. Just cute. That sounds Do cute. Do heifers have horns? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think so. Either. I don't know. I don't know enough about cows. cows. Bovine, too. I just know they have best friends. They do have best friends. And they love music. Which is very sad. I watch uh, some Instagram videos of someone who has a cow and they go out in their field and they play the ukulele for them and the cow lays down and goes to sleep. Have you ever seen those furry cows? Yes. They're so they're Scottish or something. Cute. I think so. Highland like cows. long, like God damn, they're gorgeous. Like long reddish <laughs> hair. Yeah. They're, they're like so ginger pretty. cows. Yeah. So pretty. Beautiful. Yeah. She also can show herself as a black eel. Watch your step. She trip you. A raven. Um, she's also she also owns a herd of enchanted cattle that will kind of do what she wants. Cool. So there is an Arthurian legend that some say is the Morrigan. Okay. But and this is why. So um the the name of the the legend is Morgan Le Fay, mm-hmm. which is pretty similar. You know, it mm-hmm. sounds similar. They have a lot of the same attributes. They're both shapeshifters, prophets. They appear in many forms. They um, Their prophecies are never wrong. And some think that they m- 
even though they sound similar and have similar things that they have entirely their names have entirely separate meanings in Welsh and Irish and that the legend of Morgan Le Fay is not historically it's very tenuous the connection historically okay even though people kind of conflate the two mhm so yeah she doesn't that's it's a that comes up a lot in the reading that I was doing kind of mm-hmm. this Arthurian legend about Morgan Le Fay but most historic um most historians kind of say like mm, no not really they just are happen to kind of sound alike and have some of the same you know yeah it's a popular name yeah it sounds nice and one more thing is that she is strictly in irish celtic mythology yes she um that she is she comes from them she that's where she is that there are other mythologies that are similar and there are other goddesses that kind of may have similar traits but she mm-hmm. is strictly in the irish celtic mythology section realm yes definitely mm-hmm. sometimes i don't know if the words i'm saying actually form ideas <laughs> <laughs> they do okay good okay so if you are someone who feels a calling to morrigan or the morrigan There are a few ways that you can try to call upon her. But there is a warning that comes along with it. Okay. Um, It's said that working with her is very long and a harrowing journey. That she comes into your life to break down all of your old ways and bringing that metaphorical destruction along with it. But... She also will take that and lift you up as high as the heavens within she creates out of those ruins, mm-hmm. a new, nice. like a new life. Yeah. So it's very much like um, I, it reminded me of like the tower, mm-hmm. you know, where it kind of um, it can be intimidating or it can be a little um, scary. Yeah. But if you think about it in a different way then it, it's not too, too scary. Okay. It's a little scary. Yeah. But if that sounds like something that you're up for, go for it. some tips on how to work with her. Nice. So obviously study. Mm-hmm. You want to get to know her, get to know, um, read the stories, read the lessons, read about her characteristics. Um, it was advised that maybe make a whole section of your Book of Shadows or your grimoire dedicated to her. Yeah, that way you can really get to know everything about her and you have mm-hmm. everything there already. Agree. You can set up an altar. Most deities like altars. Mm-hmm. You want to use items that reflect her Irish heritage. You can use images of her as a representation. The colors you should use are red and black. Those are kind of her colors. Those can be used for like candles or the altar cloths, things like that. Yeah. Images of animals, crows, deer, cows are perfect. You can leave sacred offerings. Some things that are recommended are mead, red wine, mm-hmm. rainwater, crow feathers, a knife, red foods, Irish foods, milk, honey, or any sort of beautiful poetry or artwork 
that you find. Nice. This next one is something I've never uh, contemplated before. Okay. It's shape-shifting rituals. So I know people do this, and I know that it's, like, a thing. I just don't know why I've never – I've, like, literally just never thought about it. But it's Mm -hmm. very interesting. Very cool. My cat is in the back. I'm sorry, you guys. (laughs) So obviously I've never attempted shape-shifting rituals. Mm-mm, me either. And um, if you haven't either, definitely do your research. Um, there, I when I was looking up different rituals, there's not really like a real quick, simple one. I've never done shape shifting rituals. Um, no. If you haven't either, this could be a good time to look into it. You know, if this is something you're interested in. Mm-hmm. I don't have any like real quick, easy ones that I could explain to you here. Um, Make sure you do your research before attempting a shape-shifting ritual. But I am intrigued now that I have it on my radar. Yeah. This next one I love. Working with crows. I love crows. If you You listen to this podcast, you know. Yeah, you know. You know. Um. So Morgan is, again, very linked to crows. And so working with crows is kind of a natural step. Good ways to work with crows are just to make friends with the crows in your areas. You can feed them. You can invite them into your yard, study their behaviors. Um, If they accept you, they will start bringing you gifts, which I think Mm is the cutest fucking thing in the world. It's so cute. It's so cute. And then you can start um, calling on the crow spirit to work with you in your mm-hmm. rituals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This next one is shadow work. So, like we always say, we all know, um, witchcraft. Oh, my God. <laughs> like we always say. Magic isn't all love and light like some people like to think it is. Yeah. With light comes shadow. And shadow work is very important. If you are trying to heal deep emotional wounds, trauma, uh, if you have anxiety, if you just have things you want to work through, shadow work is kind of the thing you need to do. I think everyone should do shadow work because I think we all have that in us. Mm-hmm. But it is not it's not the most glamorous Instagram worthy type stuff that you're yeah. gonna be doing. It's very deep emotional work. I'm surprised we haven't done an episode on it. Yeah. There's a few things in this that I think we I think we could do a whole episode on shape shifting. We could do mm-hmm. um I just wanna work with crows. I mean, talk about it all day. <laughs> so <laughs> um yeah, shadow work is Definitely something something we should add to the list for sure because I think it's very important. So the Morgan can guide you through these shadows, through the deepest parts of you, help to bring you back from the shadows. And it can be kind of scary and painful to go through this shadow work, but it is very necessary to heal. Mm. And these shadows and the victory over the shadows is kind of what Morgan knows best okay so it's very good 
to work with her with that. This one's fun. It's sex magic. Mm. So, like I said, she's also the goddess of sex. You Mm. can use sex magic to honor her. You can invoke her in your sex magic. We have a really good episode on sex magic in our feed. If you Mm -hmm. want some tips, you can even do sex magic if you are single in this pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, It's all about the energy of the ritual, of the act. So definitely go check that out. And finally, invoking her. So you take the necessary steps, you set up your altar, you establish a relationship with her, you can call on her for your rituals. You really want to make sure, this goes with anybody, any deity that you want to work with, that you're not just taking. Mm-hmm. It's like any relationship you have in your life. Um, yes. Except these are deities and they don't, they're not going to put up with your bullshit nope if all you're doing is asking 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 without offering anything it's not going to work or it's not going to go well for you no it is not so definitely take the time to show respect to show that you are willing to make it a two-way street yeah then you can call on her if you ever need healing protection love she will be right there next to you ready to go into battle with you she is i feel like she's like your your ride or die you know like you have that friend that's just like i can call on this person no matter what yes and like it doesn't matter she'll be there for me yes like that's that's how i feel she is she can be if you you know it takes it takes work to make that kind of relationship work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Like Jess, I think Jess and I have that kind of relationship where I agree. We just be well, we're there for each other, but we're there for each other. I don't just call on her and then I never answer the phone when she calls. She exactly. doesn't just like, mm-hmm. ask for things from me and then never offer it's anything a return. Street. Exactly. So that's something you can do. She seems like a very good person to have in your corner mm-hmm. and someone you don't want to piss off which <laughs> i love and she's also said specifically to or especially to help um women children and animals kind of like women and, and then like the most vulnerable among us which are children and animals mm-hmm. it's said that working with her can be super intense but extremely rewarding so if you are ready to kind of like go into battle with her, beside her, with her beside you, then take these tips and and go for it. Um, nice. Yeah. So that's a little bit about the Morrigan. Like I said, there's a ton, a ton, a ton of stories, a ton of lore. She has this whole family history. She has a lot of brothers and sisters. Her husband, she just, she's a very... There's a whole, like, wealth of knowledge about her. This is just barely the tippy-top of the yeah, iceberg. She's old. Yes, she is. But that's her. That's the Morgan. Nice. Yeah. I didn't know very much about her at all. Neither did I at all. Like, but I, I knew some already. things just because, I mean, I look into the Irish background a lot, but... yeah. Um, like we've said before, we don't really um, deal in deities and gods and goddesses in our practice. So 
we yeah. haven't heard much about it. I've looked at a lot of deities, and this is the closest I've come to wanting to work with someone. That's nice. Yeah. Where before, um, a lot of, I mean, all of their stories are interesting, of course, because mm-hmm. they're so old and they have their gods, you know. Yeah. Um, but this is, I think this is the close, this is the most, um, like, connection I've felt mm-hmm. with with someone to be like, hey, I could, I feel like I could establish some sort of relationship here. Yeah. So maybe I could. Cool. Yeah. I'm, Delving into a new part of my practice. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Thinking about it. It'd be cool. Thinking about it. So that's the Morgan. If you work with her or if you have worked with her or if you know more about her, mm-hmm. let us know because, yes, like I said, I'm very interested in this. Um, I know Jess is. She just loves Irish culture and mythology and history. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, so definitely reach out to us because I'd love to hear more. I'm very, my, my interest is peaked. So mm-hmm. I'm excited about it. Yeah, me too. That was nice. Thank you. Sure. I'm glad. It was really fun to do, actually. I had a good yeah. time. The research on these has been fun. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's it for us, right? That's, That's it, it for this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let us know. Reach out to us if you have questions, if you have mm-hmm. um, any suggestions and what you want us to do. Yes, please. Always yeah. suggestions. But yeah. Be safe out there. Mm-hmm. Double your masks. Yeah. New thing. Double masks. Double masks. Just be safe. Get vaccinated when you can. Mm-hmm. My grandpa got vaccinated. Did I talk about that? No, my husband got vaccinated as well. It's so exciting. Mm-hmm. So excited. Now we Hopefully. just have to worry if they could get the second one. <laughs> I think it'll. I hope so. I think they're they're ironing out the kinks. I think so. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so too. But yeah, just be safe out there. Mm-hmm. Be kind. Wear mm-hmm. a mask. Wash your hands. Yes, please. And we'll see you guys next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sit for a Spell. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on all social media at Sit for a Spell Pod. If you have anything you would like us to discuss or want to share your own practices, please email us at sitforaspellpod at gmail.com. Until next time, blessed, blessed be. be.